0: No Apology with the Bible Idiots. I'm Chris Danielson, along with my best friend and bride, Emily, and it's Friday.
1: It is Friday, but you know what? We're going to laugh louder, dig deeper, and live larger like we do every other day. Although today, it being Friday, you know that if we have mail, we dig into the mailbag. So we're going to be doing that today. Yes. And hopefully y'all had a good week. And sometimes Friday like, is just... The older I get the 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 end of the week I'm just dragging. Yes. I am just dragging. So it's always good to be able to tr- either tune into some good content or even connect with a good friend who's just going to like encourage you and yeah. speak to you in the way that believers speak to one another and build each other up.
0: Back so. in the day on the Chris and Emily show when we would do Friday Mailbag, it was it was e- email questions. And a lot of times we had live open lines too. Yeah, we did. And people would ask questions. And I'll, the big point of Mailbag back in the day... Was to make people laugh on a Friday, yeah. give them a little bit of a, of a shot of you know happy, happy, joy, joy as they go through Friday, getting ready for the weekend to go worship God on Sunday, spend time yeah. with the family, get stuff done. Uh, I don't think looking at the mailbag today is going to be one of those days. <laughs> <laughs> I don't see a lot of hijinks. Don't see a lot of yuck, yucks. Is it going to be
1: serious and well, heavy?
0: I uh I'm not going to read one of the mailbag letters because I just I don't think it's it's important but it was somebody who was very derogatory towards me uh coming attempting to come from a Christian perspective that I should be waving the rainbow flag and I should at least nice. support uh the Pride month. Well, after church two Sundays ago, yeah. I had a young lady come up to me and I I'm really confident that she's like 18 years old, okay. 17 18 years old. Okay. And she had a legitimate question. In fact, she lives in town. I could we could bring her on the show and talk about it in the future, maybe. I don't know. But she said, Chris, listen, all my friends are into pride month oh, all yeah. of them are saying that if you don't do this you're mean and you're off-putting so if i stand on the bible principles and say that i think that homosexuality is a sin i'm outcast with my friends right now particularly when everybody is in pride month at corporations are offering bonuses for you to change your little picture to a to a rainbow flag and i mean there's so many little nods to the gay community in this month that people are just expected by social construct and social convention to do and she said how do i stand up can you tell me something that i can use to help stand up against this but i don't want to insult my friends i don't want to be mean right and so this is what i told her i said i have had i don't know i I like last i counted it was five but it might have been seven or eight different people who were openly gay who were employees of mine they were direct reports or they were in my downline, either one or two steps down and the five that I think of all talked about me as being that Christian guy who would for sure be somebody you could trust and respect and that, that that's one of the reasons why I've been able to have my stance against the the rainbow flag it's like I've always stood against it I've always been uh, against it and what I explained to this lady I'm gonna explain to you but i've i've done so in love now there was a time in 2008 when we were the morning show for family life radio that a group of lesbians there was three of them they said they had more but i met three and they stalked me they tried to go where i was they tried to be where i was they tried to engage me in arguments they even volunteered for share so they could get close to me and we ended up becoming friends simply because I was just trying to be nice and they respected the fact that I didn't waver on my belief when I was pressured. They told me in 2008 that so many Christians would waver on their belief when they were pressured because they just didn't want the confrontation. What these ladies found out is that Mary Danielson's boy was raised thriving on confrontation. And so I was able to just calm down and just talk to them. You were there, Emily. You remember those. It
1: was a fun ride. Yeah, it was great.
0: It, it, there was a couple of incidents that were not fun to be but well, but we turned them we turned them to our side to say hey we're going to show you love but we're not going to be doormats of the world we're not going to we're not just going to stand aside so this is what i told this lady i said this young lady this this gal i said i look at it like this if there's a man in my congregation that wants to divorce his wife to marry a secretary she's wrong. If there's a person in our congregation that has pedophilia desires, they're wrong. If there's a person that's an adulterer, both men or women, that are cheating on their spouse, they're wrong. And if there's a homosexual in the, in the congregation that is trying to fulfill these passions and desires, they're wrong. Now, God gives us all a new opportunity. It's called being born again. And Emily, you have said when somebody comes to you and says, I was born this way, you say, well, you need to be born again. (laughs)
1: That's why Jesus said you must be born again. We all must be born again. So being born that way is not an excuse. You can be born with a lot of different illnesses, diseases, you know, deformities, whatever. You can be born that way, but that doesn't mean we don't try to change and, you know, Adapt. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, what, you can be born with a heart condition, but we treat you for that heart condition. Well, right?
0: what, and, and I've asked people uh, this question. I've said, what difference is it for somebody who's trying to be a Christian, standing with a bullhorn, screaming, sodomites, you will all go to hell, versus the LGBT waving a rainbow flag saying, if you don't uh, submit to us, we're going to try to cancel you, and we're going to try to shout you down, we're going to try to try to make you, you know, we're going to egg your car, whatever the case might be, that Christians are being treated horribly in society who just simply say, we take Romans 1 at its word, we take God at his word, and we know that there are many different types of sin, but to try to justify sin and make it the same as one man and one woman it's it just doesn't work it doesn't work for society so there's no angst there's no axe to grind and so that was my advice to her and and right. in, in, in a way that you can just be nice and talk about sin being sin and the need to be born again and let Jesus right. be the you know the, the the spirit to open your eyes let the bible be The tiger unleashed on the soul.
1: There's two types of people, and it doesn't matter what sin you're talking about. There's those that will engage with you and those that are just trying to shove it down your throat. You will... As you talk to them, you'll be able to quickly determine which ones they are. If they're a person, if they don't agree with you, if they're willing to engage and they're willing to talk and be civil and exchange ideas, then that's great. But Mm -hmm. if they're just there to demean you or to trap you into saying something so that they can hate on you or point at you, and then They're not your friend, number one. Mm -hmm. And number two, it doesn't pay to talk to them. And I think the Bible refers to it as throwing your pearls to swine. You don't need to take what you hold dear, those values and those teachings and those truths, and you don't need to scatter them among swine because they might turn and trample you. The Bible actually says that. And so they might just be wanting to trap you or get others to hate you or whatever. So... You have to have a little bit of discernment about who you're going to engage in this dialogue with and find the ones that are willing to engage and talk a civil way. Um, and if they're not, don't engage yeah,
0: them. Yeah, you're not going to get anywhere with, with people who no. don't want to even try to listen. They, it, and, and that's a whole other topic. But I always end with this. Somebody needs to explain to me how... There are thousands upon thousands of stories of people who had homosexual desires, women with women, men with men, who came out of that, who have been redeemed by Jesus Christ, who no longer have those desires, and when they have those desires, they're convicted and they have found victory over it through Jesus. How do you explain those stories? and when you get the response from people on those stories then you know who and what you're dealing with right. and like you said Emily i i didn't say the word swine but i <laughs> don't retract it all right
1: i didn't say it either it's in the bible yeah, yeah. no i'm
0: just saying i mean some of those stories can can really mm-hmm. help people yeah, they understand I, that we're not coming from this angst position. We're, we don't have an ax to grind. We're just looking at people who've been hurt by this lifestyle and, and then they come out of it and they find victory in Jesus yeah. and they're it's like a drug addict coming out of a drug uh, addicted state. They actually live a better life. They say so. I don't say so. They do.
1: Well, and as, we, as we share our stories and we share our perspectives, uh, you have the potential to really help someone understand. Oftentimes, they don't see the biblical perspective. They don't understand the biblical perspective because they've really never heard the biblical perspective. They've just heard the other side. And so I get this a lot, especially on Facebook. Oh, it just, you know, you're never going to win an argument on Facebook. It doesn't pay to engage on Facebook. And, you know, your keyboard warriors, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I beg to differ when you (laughs) approach it in a very different way. Like I said... Don't throw your don't throw your pearls to swine because they're just there to trap you. Okay, you can play with them and have fun and, you know, whatever. But if you're really going to engage with with someone who disagrees with you, choose them wisely and then choose your words wisely. And I have gotten so many. I I lost count of people who said, you know, I, I watched that string that you just went through with someone. Yeah. And you changed my mind. Yeah. I never understood that. Now I see and I understand. I get that a lot.
0: Let me just share with you the best way to address somebody in the abortion argument. If somebody says, well, what about rape and incest? What about rape and incest? Your response can be this, and it'll tell you exactly who you're dealing with. You can say, fine, let's talk about rape and incest. But before I do, can we both admit that then abortion on demand is wrong? Before right. we talk about rape and right. incest. Yeah. And then you will know what you're dealing with right, right then and there. All right. We, I know we have another mailbag. We got to get do, to it. We're long actually. on time.
1: Well, <laughs> good luck because this isn't an easy question okay. either. Uh, this is from Dwight. He's from Kansas.
0: Okay. Hi, hey, um, Dwight.
1: And <laughs> that was lovely, honey. Uh, he wrote to us and he said, hold on, because I'm not going to read the whole thing. He said, Chris, you talk about end times prophecy and that you have studied it for years. I look forward to hearing you talk more about that. And then he goes on to say he wants to get our opinion, both you and me, Chris. And he said he wants to know, do we believe we are facing the downfall complete downfall of our country or do we believe it can be turned around
0: well i think you have to go back to the scriptures and you can see that there are many things that were turned around look at nebuchadnezzar for yeah. example uh, once he humbled himself um you know there was a complete uh change when people turn their face towards jesus things happen i think short of a third great awakening revival it sure looks to me like the judgment of the almighty is upon the nation just with the things that have happened and that doesn't mean that we need to try to figure it out that means we don't gotta you know well trump's coming back in 20 20- no i don't care it, it doesn't matter and and if you think in 2022 and these other elections uh the supreme court won't even pick up any lawsuits on monday again they rejected another lawsuit for uh election type stuff out of california and yet even... all
1: these people keep filing lawsuits it, it's really interesting what, and
0: again spiritual... so
1: many affidavits so <laughs> many testimonies and yet nope we're not going to hear it All right.
0: spiritual um, drought spiritual yeah. drought from yesterday's podcast i mean think about that okay whether god judges this nation and it completely falls or whether this nation has a third great awakening and revival what is that to us we need to live for jesus right now and i think if you want an example out of the bible go back to noah in genesis 6 8 9 it says but noah found grace in the eyes of the lord noah was a just man, perfect in his generation. Noah walked with God. I'm holding out hope for a third great awakening. I'm going to share the gospel with with Abandon. I want to see as many people soundly saved into the kingdom, whether America falls or not. But again, I still think that it sure looks like God's judging America and she's going to fall. And a lot of it, I think, rests right on the shoulders of the church that they couldn't get together and stand up against this obvious evil. And you know when you got evangelicals for Biden you got a major problem that these are people who don't see clearly what the scriptures uh teach us i mean think about noah now no matter how ungodly the environment that we're in god will find a way to walk with you just like he did with noah noah lived in perhaps the most wicked age in history and such as the days of noah so will be the days of the coming of the son of man well look around
1: Hello. <laughs>
0: we're getting close i got a pre-tribulation rapture friend who called me up and said chris if jesus doesn't return soon i'm gonna become a mid-tribber <laughs> And for those of you who don't know, I have not taken a stance. I see I see stuff and you know I'm more pre-tribulation rapture based on one thing just as a sidebar and that is God removes his Holy Spirit the Holy Spirit resides in us chances are we're out of here anyway I've also seen people take their eyes off Jesus and focus on a rapture theory and we don't want to do that either so the people in Noah's day were so wicked that God planned the most complete and drastic act of judgment recorded in scripture and are we constantly surrounded by evil well be rest assured like Noah we can walk with god that needs to be our focus looking for the return of jesus christ don't look for the antichrist don't look for the end times i mean many antichrists have come many will come look for the return of jesus christ today and you, you say well chris doesn't this prophecy have to happen doesn't that prophecy have to happen well i just did a funeral last week And there was a guy who I don't think was expecting Jesus to return for him that day, but he did. If Jesus returns for you or me on any given day, that is our end, is it not? Jesus has returned. So we look for his return. We focus on living righteous walking with Jesus sharing the gospel and if enough Christians would do that with love with a smile on their face not deterred not getting down into these arguments not becoming keyboard warriors and just living for Jesus and truth and love and that balance we might see a revival and then we might see our country come back if our country comes back it comes back for one reason and that is for the Christians to gather together under the power and strength of Jesus Christ at the foot of the cross to proclaim his good news and his gospel message because the time is short. Other than that, if we're not going to come together, then I think America does fall.
1: Yeah, that's what it's about, is coming together. And it's interesting because at the very beginning of our country, as it was forming, that was one of the things that kind of stood out and was so unique about it was, uh, I think it was to Tocqueville. He said, you know, you could The walk, French guy. Yeah, the French guy, ambassador guy. Yeah, he came over um, in the 1800s. Philosopher and and whatever. Learned
0: all about our liberty. Uh, he said
1: it was really amazing to see, you know, there would be a pub or a, a place where people would gather and you'd have, you know... Jews and Christians and Protestants and Catholics, and you had all these people from all different belief systems, all different thoughts, and they ate together peaceably, and they gathered together peaceably, and that was a foreign concept to to people back then. That, That was completely a foreign concept, and so it really is about coming together again and that that doesn't mean that we give way more to the anti-biblical sinful ways but when we look to paul when he says to live is christ and to die is gain right on whether there's whether that revival takes hold and holds up our nation one more time because god's gonna have to reach down and pluck us out of this filthy mire that we've gotten ourselves into again whether he chooses to do that or not I don't know that's up to God but I'm going to work toward uh, just sharing the gospel and sharing the light and if that is a byproduct of it if God decides to open the hearts of men once more Mm -hmm. and lift us out of this filth um, all praise will be to him and if he decides that it's over I'm done I don't need the United States of America anymore it's all good. It's all good because to live as Christ and to die is gain.
0: That's some hard truth for us to get our minds around. That's why we need the strength of the Lord. Hey, maybe some Friday we'll actually do a mailbag like we used to where we actually laugh a little bit, joke (laughs) around a little bit. Hey, Chris, what's your favorite knock-knock joke? Well, I'm glad you asked. Go to that email address in the upper left-hand corner of BibleIdiots.com. Hey, episode three of our TV show that we're producing on a shoestring aired last night in primetime like it does every Thursday night on NRB TV, and that's 830 Eastern 730 Central. If you have DirecTV, it's channel 378. Also, Amazon Fire, Roku, and a few other outlets that I must memorize when I do this because I don't know it off the top of my head. (laughs) I know it's seen in Australia and in the UK. Hey, and if you're listening to this podcast outside of the United States, and I've seen that we've had downloads in a couple different countries, like about a dozen different countries, please drop us a line. We'd love to put you on the mailbag. I mean, just, it would be fun. You know, Top of the morning to you.
1: Chew, governor. Just throw another shrimp
0: on the barbie. <laughs> hey, we love you all. Be blessed. Have a great weekend. On behalf of my best friend and bride, Emily, my name is Chris. Get into the word of God today and go and serve your king.